Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got my guy, the co-host here, Greg Penniman. Greg, mm-hmm. what is good, man? What's going on, people? Yo, it's, it's, a, it's a very exciting time for just football, just to see uh, reports and news and coming out and just the sports in general. It's like a, it's a overwhelming almost. You got NBA, you got NHL for people that like to you know, play hockey out there. Uh, you got football coming back. You got baseball surviving, limping on one leg with all these COVID news. But, man, it's, it's a great time, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, man, the NFL is doing really good right now with in terms of testing, um, number of, of, of positive tests. Are, are actually really low right now um is it true that there's no players on the covid on the covid reserve list uh i haven't really read into the numbers um but i feel like they i haven't heard much <clears throat> bad things out of it i know it's two out of the 322 coming into camp so i wonder how it is now as far as uh positive tests yeah, so I just looked it up uh according to sports illustrated as of 2 days ago there's there's only four um players on the list Okay, that's good. That's really good. In the NFL. So, really good so far. Um, Those four players, Jacksonville tackle Ryan Pope, Miami cornerback Xavier Howard, uh, Jets cornerback Bryce Hall, and um, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver John Ross, who's not even on the list uh, due to his own diagnosis, but rather uh, to care for his his wife and and child who have been diagnosed with the coronavirus. So... Mm. um, but like you said, man, there's a lot of, you know, no no preseason going on right now, no preseason football. Like, this is a lot of time where we are able to get some of these nuggets in terms of, you know, which rookies or, or which second-year players are getting more run with the first team. Um, you know, that third preseason game was always key because, you know, we'd see who, who the team – who the team, you know, thought of as their starters, as the main guys because those guys typically weren't, weren't going to play – um, in that fourth quarter, uh, and you you'd see predominantly starters playing through the first you know two court two and a half quarters or so. Um, so the biggest thing that we have to figure out right now is news. And um, you know, Greg, I, you know, you and I talked about this off air. I think the biggest thing that our you as our listeners should should take away from from the news is not uh, sifting through what's what's an opinion versus what's actually being reported. Right. Uh, what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, definitely. That's an important point. Um, you know, there's going to be no preseason, as you said. So a lot of camp hype coming out. Um, it's going to be from different beat writers, different people saying, uh, you know, this guy can do this. This guy could do that. Um, but, but I think you got to really like look into the details of these stories, um, especially of a report who's taking first team snaps. You know, who, who's who's making athletic outstanding plays. 
uh, thank guys that are standing out physically and uh, in, in physical shape because you know uh, it's not many weeks, so you know the coaches are going to lean on the players that are looking good, uh, that are in shape and stuff like that. So I, I would look into more you know meaty stuff as far as like the outstanding plays, first team snaps, who's on the field, how, who's healthy, uh, stuff like that. I think that that's a good way to start and sift through that that news. Yeah, man, I most definitely. Um, I think. So I mean, with that being said, let's let's just jump right into some of this news, man. Uh, first item of the day, uh, Zach Moss, man, dude's mm-hmm. been been balling. What what have you seen over there uh, coming out of Buffalo, Greg? Yeah, just apparently he's been running very well. Uh, as far as just you know, making big plays. Uh, looking much better, I think, than uh, Devin Singletary. So I've, uh, as far as you know, changing my opinion a little bit on more Zach Moss to favor uh, him as far as you know work that he might get towards the midseason. I think Zach Moss will be that lead guy. I think by midseason, I think you know, if, if not to start, they will have a, a split as far as carries. But you'll you'll tell right away that Zach Moss is the better back. Also, Singletary had uh, some fumble issues last year. He had a very high fumble rate last year as far as the guys that got a lot of touches. So uh, I think that will cause him to have, a, you know, a short leash um, coming into this year. And then in general, if, you know, Zach Moss is going to continue to play well, uh, he's a guy that can catch passes. And he's a guy that, you know, they don't want to work Devin Singletary too hard because his size. So he's definitely going to have a role right away. But I'm definitely high on Zach Moss and as far as that mid-round sleeper running back to take. Yeah, man. I mean, I've I think our first show back together in our, our first mock draft, which by the way, we had a head to head mock draft Monday today. So yes, sir. Um, it's, we're not recording on Monday. So if you do hear this before chant beforehand, then you'll know that why you're hearing that a mock draft Monday, but um, we do have a, a mock draft Monday head to head today. But um, so definitely want to stick around for that. But our first mock draft episode that we did, Greg, I think that we did take Zach Moss. We did. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was high on him then, mainly because of his cost. You know, uh, Devin Singletary, his ADP has come down a little bit from where at that time I think he was going in the third, fourth round. Um, but now Devin Singletary is going closer to the fifth round. But Zach Moss is still available in, in the ninth in the ninth round of drafts. Um, and I thought that that was, you know, definitely uh, something that we could leverage because. You know, like you said, Zach Moss is is capable as a receiver as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got this big, this bigger back uh, who probably profiles more as you know the goal line back. Uh, granted, Josh Allen is there, probably steals some carries <clears throat> um, down by the red zone, but uh, Zach Moss, you know, he's got everything he in his arsenal to take over this job. Right. <laughs> so you know Absolutely. why not grab the guy who's going around nine versus the guy who's going around f- round five? Yep. You know it's just cost association there. Um, <clears throat> another guy who's been impressive at practice, but uh, unfortunately suffered an injury yesterday. Uh, that's Daryl Henderson, uh, L.A. Rams running back. Uh, he you know word out of camp, uh, and if you had seen any you know videos or you know watched some hard knocks, you know. He's he's been very impressive, um, you know. Uh, he also he did unfortunately suffer a soft tissue injury yesterday, so something to monitor. They said it was a, a leg injury. Um, you know they didn't really give get into any specifics, um, but you know 
Malcolm Brown got some run yesterday with the first team. Cam Akers got some run with the first team. Word was he was also impressive. Greg, I know that you are, <laughs> <laughs> you are, you know, trying. You you don't even want to try to figure yeah. out this backfield. So, so I'm what's over going here on, like Greg? doing the like the cut. Like nah, I cut him. Like no, please don't. I don't want it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. Something that you know just. Flirting with backfields, you know, more and more backfields are going to, you know, multi, using multiple running backs uh, to at least, uh, you know, it, it calls it leans to winning football definitely. Uh, you see with the Forty Nineers, you saw with you know with the Packers a little bit last year, but I think you know this backfield is just no real lead. There's no real two. I can't give you two like that can like give you a, a nice lead split. So I'm a, I'm gonna stay away from it. Uh, I'm gonna let the people out there. That you know can can sift through that maybe a little bit better you know take take one of those guys and uh and, and roll with them yeah man I mean it's definitely something that you know because it's an opportunity cost thing right like Cam Akers is someone that's going in the you know the fourth fifth round um and you know if you've hammered the running back position early uh, then you know maybe can't, you know you're gonna look at the receivers more than you look at a guy like Cam Akers or you know I I would. You know, obviously we talk about Ronald Jones uh, often on on here, but you know, I'm I would I'm definitely going Ronald Jones over somebody like Cam Akers right now. Right. Um, I don't know what his what Cam Akers' role is going to be. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you, but you know, that's not to say that don't draft these guys. It's just be mindful of of what team you're building. You know, who's on your roster already. You know, what kind of running backs you need. Like. You know, if you start off with, you know, maybe James Conner, uh, you know, a Jonathan Taylor whose whose role maybe isn't solidified, you know, the first few weeks, uh, Cam Akers doesn't necessarily really fit your team, you know, because you don't. You, James Conner is someone we know is probably going to get hurt um, at some point during the season. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like we said, his role is not necessarily defined right now. And Cam Akers doesn't have a defined role. So, like, which of those two running backs are you going to start every week? Right, exactly. So, That's a good point. Um, you know, it's, it's all about roster construction. Uh, maybe you go ahead and you pick up a Zach Moss and a Jordan Howard later to, you know, kind of counteract what's going to happen with Cam Akers. But, um, like you said, man, if, if the price stays where it is, I, I, don't think, I don't think I can be in either. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, just... Yeah, there's there's other people, uh, mid round guys with with some value, and you know one of these guys are gonna be just just know like one of these guys are gonna be in a lot of trades this year, <laughs> definitely, uh, either <laughs> to another person with the with one of those running backs or just someone that believes in their upside and everything. So yeah, it's gonna be they're gonna be flirting with a lot of trades. Yeah, man, and also um, you know we will get to this at a later point in the se- in, in, you know in the coming weeks in terms of of talking about you know. Uh, yearly long tips to manage your roster and stuff um but one thing i do want to say today is guys no no tilt cutting no tilt trading (laughs) you know uh if you drafted cam Akers, you got good value on him don't cut him after two weeks because you think that he's not getting involved you know let's wait it out let's let's read the news let's see the usage of these players and see if there's an avenue for playing time before before we get frustrated and cut this guy yep Definitely. I remember uh, early a couple years ago, uh, Shiv drafted Nick Chubb in the beginning uh, before his breakout year uh, midseason. And then he was on, you know, uh, cut him after a couple of weeks because he had no role. And Nick Chubb ended up being a league winner in, uh, two years ago. So, yeah, it's definitely 
uh, strategy that, you know, you shouldn't panic too early, uh, especially if you're a team losing to start. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Some some more news. Uh, one of our guys, man, you know, he was he's 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 my sleeper because he's getting widely disrespected. But, I, I, you know, the ADP hasn't caught up. That's Cam Newton. Um, what are the reports out of New England, Greg? Oh, yeah. Cam Newton. This man is balling right now. His, uh, his accuracy is, is there. He's been the clear, you know, number one. Uh, you know, they, everyone, they, he came into Pats and everyone's like expecting him to be the starting quarterback right away. But, you know, the Patriots way, he has to earn his role. And he's definitely doing that right now, being the vocal leader and being, you know, a good play uh, f- play leader on the field. Um, so I, I expect high things from him this year. I expect uh, his ability to get the ball to his receivers and to his running backs um, and just being spectacular cam as we have seen in the past. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's he's definitely balling so far. Yeah, man, and he's definitely getting some help from Jarrett Stidham, apparently, who uh, has not been performing well yep. <laughs> at camp either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of knew this when Cam signed. Like, you don't sign Cam Newton, uh, you know, a former NFL MVP, uh, to come to your team uh, to compete with Jarrett Stidham. Like, that doesn't, like, I mean, you can say that, but True. In, in all actuality, like, that's not that's not what's <laughs> actually happening. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> Cam Newton's not competing with Jared Stidham, so um, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is probably this is this is good for us. It's it's confirmation for us and what we believed, but um, this doesn't change anything for me. Um, all right, man. Your your breakout wide receiver, uh, Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Deshaun Watson has had some good things to say about him. Um, Will Fuller had also said had some good things to say about himself and his approach to this offseason and the way he trained. He he said that he he showed up uh, stronger with you know a little bit more weight on him, and uh, you know Deshaun Watson had also said some good things. So Greg, how does this make you feel? What the new the good news coming out about? Will oh Fuller? man, you know the Birdman hand rub over here, man. Your boy's hype. You know, I think you know Will Fuller if he's again on the field healthy. I like that he's he knows that he's had struggles with his health uh, before. That means he's he's been addressing it. I can't I can't knock that. I can't knock someone trying to improve at that. Uh, so yeah, availability is the, you know one of the best abilities right now, and you know Will Fuller is gonna I think be balling. He was balling when he was on the field, and if he's on sixteen, uh, he's gonna be a wide receiver too. Uh, so I guarantee it. Yeah, man, absolutely. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. That you know Will Fuller has probably you know some of the largest upside um, at the at, at that receiver position that you could get um, in round eight. You know like we he's he's going to be the number one target for Deshaun Watson. We we know what he brings to this Texans team and you know Deshaun's numbers throwing to Will Fuller. Um the Texans score six more points a game when Will Fuller's on the field um when he plays in those games. Uh so, you know, he's he and he's not just you know, obviously he's a guy that can run deep and we and we know that, but he's a guy that the the Texans will move into the slot um, they'll use him in the short to intermediate game as well. Um, so he, he can be used in all, all areas of the field. Um, you know, for me, hearing him talk about the way he trained and the way uh, and the fact that he knows that, you know, his problem, his number one problem has been staying healthy. Uh, that actually moves him up a little bit for me just because now I, I'm 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 thinking he maybe he's fooling me. Maybe it's the contract year thing coming talking as well. Cause he is in a contract year, um, you know. I'm like, 
Yo, is there a possibility we get a we get sixteen games out of Will Fuller? Bro. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like that just untapped potential right there. Like it it just sounds so crazy hearing that, but if if you get that, like it's uh, really the the upside's endless. Honestly, it really is. Yeah, man. Uh, someone else who has a ton of upside. He showed us that last year. No matter who the quarterback was, because um, he's just a grown man. And I'm not talking about AJ Brown. I'm talking about Cortland Sutton right now, man. Uh, dude is a grown man. Uh, <laughs> and and Drew Locke has been has been locking in on him, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, at, at training camp this so far this week. So. Uh, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't realize this, but uh, Drew, Cortland Sutton through the first, up until uh, Drew Locke was inserted into the starting lineup, averaged about seven targets a game. Um, when Drew Locke was inserted, he averaged, that, that target total went up to nine targets per game, Ooh. Uh, just over nine targets per game. So, Greg, how does this make you feel? I know Cortland Sutton is somebody, uh, I think his ADP is somewhere around wide receiver 24. 21 or 25 or so something something along those lines um greg how do you feel about Cortland son do you have much confidence when you're when you enter drafts and you see his name on the draft board uh, i think so i think of that you know that very talented the 20 to 20 to 30 you know section of running i'm a wide receivers i think uh i have him up there uh i think i have odell a little bit higher a person like him mm-hmm. a person like um mm-hmm. terry mclaurin and dj shark but those three guys I think I have above him, but I think, you know, Cornelius Sun is, is going to be right there and be, you know, a, a solid to, you know, to mid-wide receiver too, especially if you do that statistic with the nine targets that split with Drew Locke. Um, nine targets is a, is a big number. Um, you know, there's other people on the field. We have Noah Fan, you know, Jerry Judy, but I think if he can get close to that eight to nine, uh, you know, number, uh, he should be very effective. Yeah, man. Uh, Cortland Sutton is just a man, bro. Like, yeah. He, I, like, I think I realized it last year. I think I forgot what week it was, maybe week five or week six, where they're playing Minnesota in Minnesota. And um, they went in there with Brandon Allen. I think they had just benched Joe Flacco. And my notes said this this offense runs through Cortland Sutton. Um, and you just watched him abuse Xavier yep. Rhodes. I mean, granted, a lot of people abused Xavier Rhodes, but that was the start <laughs> where I realized Xavier Rhodes was washed and Cortland Sutton was a grown man because he just he did whatever he wanted to Xavier Rhodes that day. Um, now, some some other news. Uh, some so I know we were we talked about this. Uh, Greg and I we we talked about this changing of the guard or shifting shifting of some opinions because you know as we say on this show as well. Um, you know, we, we, we've got to be fluid with everything, you know, mm-hmm. like we have to be able to adapt. We have to be able to adjust to, you know, what's happening on the field, you know, what are, what, you know, sifting through the, through the coaching coach speak per se, um, and, you know, reading these reports. So one of the areas where I've shifted my opinion, uh, was on Jets wide receiver, Brashad Perriman. Uh, he's mm. somebody that I wasn't entirely high on, um, you know, just the fact that, you know, we we haven't seen him, you know, be productive for long periods of time. He obviously had that stretch at the end of last year with with Tampa Bay, where yes, he's five hundred five hundred yards receiving over a span of like four or five games. Um, you know, won a lot of people some championships during yes, that sir. time. Uh, but he he uh, you know, he's coming over to a new offense, a new quarterback. Um, you know. Jets aren't supposed to be a, a good football team, so uh, it just seemed like, you know, they just drafted Denzel Mims, who, you know, 
you might be thinking was probably going to be the the number one guy over him or the number number two guy per se over him uh, behind behind Jamison Crowder. But just as I shift my opinion, Greg, just <laughs> as reports are coming out that Rashad Perriman is having a, a really good camp and him and Sam Darnold have established some really good chemistry, the guy goes and gets hurt. Crazy man. So um, crazy. That's the news right there. Is that the guy is he's he's currently injured. Uh, along with every other uh, Jets receiver that, that, you know, if you're a Jets receiver, watch out. You know, your hamstring might be in yep. danger. James Crowder, um, man, better stay, you know, stay, better be bubble boy or wrap, something like, you know. Yeah, wrap that man in a bubble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all Sam has left at this point. Um, but, Greg, what was your take on Brashad Perriman, you know, assuming that he's healthy, assuming that everything is okay, what where where are you on Brashad Perriman? I, I do like um just as far as you know changing opinions I do I'm coming around on like the, the Jets prospects for the year I mean they I mean if he's healthy that deep role like that deep ball role in the offense and someone that can stretch the field is is so open like there's no one really there uh besides Perman and Mins were supposed to be those guys so it's 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 taking you know opportunity is there so if you know if he's healthy I think he can have a role especially for an improving quarterback like Sam Donald, who talk about getting good news out of camp. He's getting great news out of camp, looking very experienced in the offense. And the word that, you know, you keep hearing is that he's he's being faster. And that's that's perfect for especially, you know, numbers guys and analytics guys, time to throw, get it out his hands. Um, so that, that'd be great for, for receivers, uh, especially Jameson Crowder and if Perriman could be healthy. Um, so that stretch, you know, when Sam Donald came back, the, the Jets were 6-3. and three. Um, we talked about it off the air early in the week. He was on pace for about 3,900 yards. So uh, it's definitely some, uh, some, you know, some promise there a little bit, I think. Yeah, man. I mean, I did move him up. He, he's, he's somewhere in the fifties now for me. So, you know, that, that makes him, uh, puts him in a place where I'll, I'll end up probably drafting him on some teams. Um, whereas before I, I most likely wasn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully he's healthy. Um, you know, like you said, Sam Darnold's been uh, improving. He's talked about, you know, he doesn't when when they call a play, he's not he's not thinking, okay, where is this receiver supposed to line up? Where is this receiver supposed to line up? He just kind of hears the play, sees it in his head, and now he can just focus on, all right, what's the defense doing? That's so, everything. Um, that's everything. That's yeah. That's that's really everything right there. So, um, you know, hopefully Brashad Perriman could come back healthy soon. Another guy who who, I, it's just like. Everything comes back full circle with this man. Um, he was my number one wide receiver prospect coming into the NFL draft. Um, he ends up going off the board as the third wide receiver um, to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, of course, I'm talking about C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he enters an offense where I think of all the rookies, like his role is the most defined. Like we know what we're getting. The Cowboys have already come out. He's the number one. He's the the number three receiver in that offense. The Cowboys run a ton of a ton of eleven personnel, so one running back, one tight end, three receivers on the field. Um, they lost Randall Cobb, so he's filling in for that role. Um, this is a guy that they've said uh, recent reports are out of camp that this guy has he's already picked up the offense. He's he's not just learned one receiver position; he's learned all three wide receiver positions on the field. So that allows them to be able to move move Amari Cooper around, move Michael Gallup around, um, and and use all three of these guys and maximize their skill sets. Um, and this guy apparently has been putting on a show at camp, man. So Greg, what what is your take on C.D. Lamb here? 
This is awesome news. I mean, you, you expect this from uh, the greatness of C.D. Lamb in college. And uh, as far as a prospect, you were saying coming out of college, uh, I think I like that because his ADP is um, very sleeper value as far, for him, getting you know, around those that six to nine wide receiver range. Uh, and Michael Gallup, I think that also is nice for, for him as well. Uh, I just you know think the three receivers, you talk about uh, – all three of them might not have you know a great week you know talk about like the rams probably the last great uh receiving core to, to sustain three fantasy relevant receivers so uh i think this doesn't bode well for amari cooper as a whole um in like the long run uh you you know he'll have the big weeks but again maybe those more inconsistent weeks will come if michael gallup is the one to step up one week or cd lamb is the one to step up but you're willing to take that risk uh, for CeeDee Lamb and, and Michael Gallup because you're getting them, um, you know, later than the sixth round. So uh, I think this is, you know, good news for those guys, not as much maybe for Mark Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I've been in love with CeeDee Lamb, and it, it's just like I was telling you off the air. Uh, with CeeDee, it's not about the numbers or, you know, he's not going to run the fastest 40. His, his, his uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy in terms of height or weight. Um but you just watch this dude play football, and it's like it's easy. Yeah. Like this yeah. guy was like with the body control he has, the ability he has to go up and get the football. Um, this guy was born to play football. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. He was he was born to be a wide receiver. Like it's it's crazy. So you know it's easy to get caught up in projections and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like a ball player is a ball player. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that that reminds me of how I feel about Odell. Like just. You just see Odell, and you just know he's better than any other player on the field. Like I always, at any time. <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. Uh, Odell is Odell is is a freak, man, a freak. I had to remind myself the other day. I was, you know, you know, adjusting. Uh, you actually moved up Odell a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I had to remind myself that the average before last year for Odell was ninety thirteen hundred and ten. As in 90 catches, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. That was the average for his first four years in the NFL. Yep. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> let me see. There's, <laughs> Is there anything else that – oh, um, Michael Pittman's been balling. Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor's been balling as oh, well. Yeah. The, Col- the, the rookies in Colts camp. Um, you know, so what do you, what do you got there, Greg? I hear you getting excited over there. What do you got? Uh yeah, my, my Michael Pittman Jr. just you know T. Y. Hilton again my bust for the year. So I think Michael Pittman Jr. could be an <clears throat> an immediate red zone target for Philip Rivers. Uh, I'm hearing you know reports Philip Rivers already have thrown it to him a couple times in the red zone. He's a big guy, six four, two twenty three. Uh, so you know the size is there. Uh, and and T. Y. He's already getting first team snaps because you know, T. Y. is not already not on the field. So. Uh, I think it's, it's, it bodes well for him, definitely, as a, a late-round sleeper. I, I think I'm buying a lot in drafts. Yeah, man. I mean, we talked about Michael Pittman. Um, he's he's the guy, I think. You know, T.Y. T. did end up coming back from the hamstring. But this is a guy, man, come on. Like, how many times are we going to go through this with T.Y.? Like, the last three, four years, he's ended up missing games due to soft tissue injuries. He's a fast guy. He's, he's what, 30, 31 years old at this point. Like this is who this is who Ty is gonna be, you know. Like so, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the you know if I would 
if I draft three running backs in a row and I'm fate and I'm looking at Ty in the fourth round as my first receiver, like I'm, I do not no. feel good about that. No, you, you feel <laughs> like, horrible. <laughs> you feel absolutely horrible. <laughs> I, I really do not feel good about that. Um, you know his ADP. I think the last time we talked about the wide receivers, we said was wide receiver fourteen. Um, you know maybe he's dipped a little bit. I I don't I don't really know where he's at in in terms of that, but. Um, yeah, he's just not somebody I'm going to be interested in. You know, yeah. like give me give me Michael Pittman, who's going several rounds later, round several. eight, round nine. Yep. Um, and you know, potentially even later than that. And give me give me him. You know, at six five, two hundred and twenty twenty three pounds, like you said, uh, can he ran four five at the at the NFL Combine? Uh, was getting a lot of comparisons to a to a Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, so like give me that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely yep uh um let's see anything else that we got coming out of camp greg uh i think think that's pretty much it i mean of those rookies i just wanted to mention those guys um there's all i mean we could go all day but yeah i think that's that's it for for right now yeah in terms of important stuff um just i guess i just want to just i don't want to talk about guys i just want to highlight some guys i i've i've you know shifted my opinion on changed the guard uh if you if if you must um adam thielen i know somebody you're really high on you have him uh at five in in your wide receiver rankings uh i moved him up to eight recently um you know so settles in between kenny galladay and between a dj moore um so that's where he's at right now uh somebody else i've also moved up just slightly uh uh julian edelman I moved him up a little bit as well um, in terms of, of running backs. I've moved – I know I had Ronald Jones pretty up here to begin with, and I moved him down after the shady news. But I, I went ahead and moved him back up. Um, oh, there was one piece of news that we forgot to talk about, and that's uh, Carry on Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, if you have Carry not on heard, Ebris Johnson. <laughs> Carry on Ebris Johnson. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Carry on Johnson or Carry on Ebris Johnson now. Uh has now he's been dubbed on the fantasy football diagnosis. Yep, that, that's his official. I think that's official now. That's yeah. Official now nickname. <laughs> um he he would talking to reporters because you know, a, a photo had circulated on the internet. Um of carry on wearing a knee brace, a big bulky knee brace. And so he was asked about that by reporters and his response was, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, but this is the gist of it, um, that he and the knee brace are now one. He is the knee brace. The knee brace is him. <laughs> he's the, re- he's, he's the knee brace now. He's the knee brace guy now. Channel the so, inner Bruce so Greg, <laughs> <laughs> so Greg, What's your take on Carry On Knee Brace Johnson now? Uh, you, you know Carry On Knee Brace Johnson. Uh, maybe you know he could still be a row. I, I I don't remember a running back like just fully just using that all year and them being maybe. I feel like that would hold him back just a little bit. It's, it's a pretty heavy thing. But I mean DeAndre Swift just got hurt, so I think there's some uh, still some intrigue for for Carry On in those mid rounds. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... You know some of the some of the stuff that I've I've seen uh, just by some you know professionals on Twitter, uh, health professionals, uh, PT guys, uh, 
just want to get the I don't want to I don't want to mess anybody's name up, but um, Edwin Por, Edwin Poros who uh, goes by at FB Injury Doc on Twitter uh, works for FantasyPoints.com. Um, he's a contributor for FantasyPoints.com. He said that the the knee the the knee brace is more as a like a mem- a mental comfort thing. Uh, as opposed to him actually needing the knee brace, it's you know it's more just you know, it gives him more confidence and the stability of his knee, um, which so obviously you know that that means that Carrion's not still injured, um, but what that does mean is that Carrion doesn't trust his knee, uh, mm. he doesn't trust that he's going to be able to cut and do things that he necessarily used to do, um, so maybe the, maybe that's a little concerning there. Um, and, you know, it was giving me a little bit more, um, you know, obviously DeAndre Swift, on Johnson. I have them almost back-to-back in my rankings, but um, I was leaning towards DeAndre Swift a little bit more. But then he suffered uh, a leg injury at practice. So um, definitely something to monitor, definitely a situation to monitor there. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who actually, this is, and this is the last news item that we'll, we'll talk about because we really want to get into this mock draft, but Miles Sanders also suffered a lower leg injury. Mm. Uh, the Eagles are being very, um, they're being very secretive about it. Uh, but there was a video of Miles Sanders like dancing at practice. Um, so maybe it's, it's really not an issue. And if you look at the injury report, uh, they just said lower body injury. Uh, but if you look at the injury report, they did that with all their guys. Uh, you know, so-and-so is on here with an upper, upper body injury, a lower body injury, uh, you know they're they're being very very secretive about how they're listing their guys because frankly they they really don't have to until week one, uh, first game, so uh, yeah so something to watch there for sure. Uh, somebody had asked me yesterday if they were gonna keep uh, if they wanted to keep um, they had Kenny and Drake for twenty dollars on on a I'm assuming a two hundred dollar uh, auction budget. They also had Miles Sanders for twenty dollars. And they were asking me which should which guy should they keep, um, and you know Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, those are two guys I literally have back to back in my rankings. Kenyon Drake nine, Miles Sanders ten. Uh, they've I've got them both in the same tier uh, of running backs, and and like we talked about before, um, you know you never should look at linear rankings. You want to look at tiered rankings, um, so you're you're aware of when a certain tier of either running backs or wide receivers or tight ends is, is starting to, 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 to get drafted. And so, um, you know, the having guys in different tiers allows you the, the flexibility to maybe draft a guy who might be lower in the rankings, but in the same tier as a player. And so I told this guy, you know, I would probably go with Kenyon Drake, um, in this situation just because, uh, you know, it's a safety thing, right? Like I want my first round pick to be healthy and I don't even know what the injury that Miles Sanders has is. So like they haven't told us, they have, they haven't told us what it is. And so in that, in that case, like I don't want, I like, I want zero busts in the first round. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, I'm yeah. probably going to lean Kenyon Drake there because he's healthy. I know he's healthy. I don't I'm know that, that about Miles Sanders. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not as far as a, uh, I wouldn't say, I guess I'm not a Miles Sanders fan, especially where his ADP is. Cause I would probably be avoiding him there. Just I'm still concerned about the fact that Doug Peterson just still hasn't had a dominant running back yet in his offense, and also Boston Scott as well. It has some intrigue to me. So 
uh, I, yeah, I would probably lean towards Kenyon Drake a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to that point with Miles Sanders, though, they haven't added a running back. <laughs> like They haven't added one. Uh, they've got Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, uh, Boston Scott. Obviously, Boston Scott, we know what he's going to be as a receiver. Um, but Miles Sanders, you know, he, he was on pace for 250 carries last year. He had 50 receptions last year as well. Uh, so I think his role as a lead guy, I mean, uh, uh, Doug Peterson's never had a guy. Like, Jay, his best running back before Miles Sanders was Jay Jai. Mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, and even with, with uh, Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard was on pace for 250 last year before he got before he went down with the shoulder injury as mm-hmm. well. So um, I'm not too afraid of, of that. I mean, if they sign, now if they go out and sign Devontae Freeman, then that's a completely different conversation that we're having. Right. Um, but, you know, they did sniff around the LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, around LaShawn McCoy. So that was to hear LaShawn McCoy say that it was down to the Bucks or the Eagles, that that might that maybe concerned me a little bit. But until they do something, I guess I'm not going to have a reaction to that. Um but Greg, let's jump into this mock draft, man. Because yes, I know people are waiting. It's a head-to-head mock draft. Um, I know maybe some of our league mates might be there because it's draft season, man. So oh yeah, draft um, is Tuesday. You already know. Haha. Yeah, our league of extraordinary people. We have our draft coming up this Tuesday. I've got my my uh, main league auction super flex draft with my college friends coming up. Also this Thursday, and I've got a I've got a third one on Sunday. I've got another three next week, so we're I'm in the gauntlet, Greg. Oh yeah, I, I, you, you got yeah. drafts coming up, Greg. <laughs> oh yeah, you already know I got one Tuesday. I got one September third. We got we got one together on. Oh, that, I think that is the third one, but then I got one right after on the fourth. So it's it's, it's coming. The time is here. Oh yeah, man. So we we are definitely in draft season. So you definitely want to, if you haven't caught the breakdowns, we broke down every position: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do kickers or defenses. But um, <laughs> if you want to hear those breakdowns, we covered top threes, top eights, uh, sleepers, busts, breakouts, rider dies. So you definitely want to go back and catch those so you can hear. You know, as we go through this draft, the the why as to why. We want to draft some of these guys, but we're doing a mock draft. This time we're doing it on sleeper because we're going head to head here. Um, so uh, the best avenue for us to do that was was through sleeper. So Greg is drafting from the nine hole. I am drafting from the six hole. So um, excuse me. So um, that being said, we're going half point PPR. Um, a standard one quarterback, um, but we're we're going three uh, two flex spots, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and then five uh, five bench spots, So or six bench spots, rather. So we'll, it'll be a 16-round draft. Uh, we'll fly through this as quickly as we can, but I you know, want to give you some some analysis into why we're picking the guys we're picking and, and maybe maybe what we're thinking in this spot. So um, the, we started the draft. The first, first few picks off the board, uh, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, went two, Christian McCaffrey went three, Zeke Elliott four, Joe Mixon five. So this choice, I'm picking at six. This choice was pretty much made for me. Yeah. Um I'm taking Alvin Kamara. Like there's yeah. no way that I'm yep. I'm I'm not gonna take Alvin Kamara. <laughs> so um once I figure out how to do this. So Alvin Kamara, that is my pick. Oh yeah, I'm paused. We're, we back now. Yeah, we're we're back. So Alvin Kamara is my pick. Uh, the next pick off the board was Michael Thomas. 
after that was Derrick Henry. So, Greg, you are on the clock. Uh, so I'm so at nine. Greg, what do you? Uh, yeah, what you were saying. Uh, one of the other changing opinions. Definitely, I'm all leaning on that two running back in the first two rounds. So I'm definitely uh, willing to wait on my receiver in the third round. Is probably the strategy I'm going with in with every uh, every draft this year. So I'm uh I'm looking. I got Josh Jacobs on the board. Miles Sanders. Nick Chubb, uh, Clyde. Uh, I think I'm going to lean to take. Um, I'm gonna take Clyde as my first RB. There you uh, go. So yes, sir. Greg's going with Clyde. How you do that? Reports oh, on camp. Re- reports on camp at it uh, on Clyde have been very positive so far. Um, you know, you've got some some talking heads in the media that are saying. Uh, I know that Josh Jacobs was the next pick, by the way. But um, so you got some talking heads in the media that are saying Clyde should be the 101 in fantasy drafts. I wouldn't go that far. Crazy. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Josh Jacobs goes 10. Uh, Miles Sanders goes 11. Tyreek Hill goes 12. Ooh. Devontae Adams goes 2-1. Mm. Um, Ooh. And Pat, whoa, Patrick Mahomes at two two. I hope this happens in one of my leagues. Nick Chubb goes off the board at two three. So uh, Greg, you are on the clock again. What do you What are you thinking? I already that, know what that, you're about to do. Yeah, I, I was definitely going to take Nick Chubb if uh, if he was on the board with Clyde. But uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not. I got to go with my guy, my man Austin Eckler's on the board. I see that name. I have him very high uh, as far as the running backs this year. So I'm a pair Austin Eckler with Clyde two. Uh, PPR backs, I think so. I, I'm I'm pretty good. I, I'm I'm stacked both of those guys as my first two running backs off the board. I like that man. You get two. I mean, granted, this is half point PPR, but still, you get two guys passing game work. Um, that's that's guaranteed. Ooh, Kenyon Drake just went. Ooh. I was gonna take Kenyon Drake. <laughs> <sighs> oh man. Um, and then Aaron Jones just goes. So yeah, this is easy for me. Uh, you know, we talk about tiers. We talk about tier jumps. Um, I've got Julio, you know, we talked about this on the wide receiver show. The man is just disrespected, but I've got Julio, uh, at the top of this tier with Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin, uh, Chris Godwin is still on the board, but Tyreek Hill went ahead of him. I've got him as, as we both have him as our wide receiver three. Yep. Um, so that's the, that's the guy I'm going with here. So I got running back wide receiver. Um, we'll see how that works out for me. Next pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Then Chris Godwin, then Travis Kelsey, then Lamar Jackson goes at two eleven. Uh, then Mike Evans goes at two twelve. Uh, George Kittle's at three one. James Conner three two. Kenny Galladay three three. Mm. Chris Carson is the three five. Oh, I just got sniped so hard oh, for Le'Veon Bell. Man. Yeah, we're oh, high man, on Le'Veon Bell this year. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Just got sniped for Le'Veon Bell right there. Um, man, Whew. so <laughs> this is tough because <laughs> I know we talk about uh, wanting to to uh, gonna pause this really quickly so I can talk through this. Word. But we, you know, we talk we talk about um, you know obviously wanting to shore up that running back position, um, but. I look at this, 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 uh, the running back depth, the running backs that I, I would have wanted in this spot were guys like Chris Carson, guys like yep. Le'Veon Bell, um, 
you know, I've got David Johnson here in this same tier as well. Um, oh, man. So it's to a, me, it's, a tough one. it's it's a tough one. It's either going to be David Johnson here or I, or I could potentially. I know Greg is really, really looking at Adam Thielen right now. <laughs> <laughs> hard, yo. Well, recent, with the, with well, the, the iPhone moved, emoji eyes, like hard. <laughs> I recently moved up my rankings. Um, oh, man, this is so tough. So, yeah, I have to ask myself, do I want to go, do I want to risk losing out on David Johnson, who I have in this tier, but I also have some guys who maybe while not in the same tier, I think the the upside, not the, the upside is as high as it would be with the David Johnson. So at the receiver position, uh, Adam Thielen is the last receiver I have in that tier. Oh, him and him and, and DJ Moore. So I'm gonna go Adam Thielen here. Yeah, man. I mean, yep. I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Thielen being sniped, man, it just hurts every time. <laughs> don't blame me. Just blame the, the blame the team before me that that sniped me for, true, for Le'Veon Bell because that was that was the pick. So uh, Todd Gurley goes off. There's the three seven. And Leonard Fournette goes off three eight. So Greg, what are you doing here at the three nine? Uh, right here. So I have my first two running backs. I have Clyde. <clears throat> I have Austin Eckler to show up my RB one and RB two. Um, both were RB one upside. So I think now I'm comfortable taking my first wide receiver off the board because I'm saying this is where the that round three to six wide receivers are just so deep. They're so stacked. Um, so uh, you know, I think a guy at the top of that list. I'm looking at his name, and it's got to be the freaking nature, A.J. Brown. It's got to be that guy. Um, so I'm going to take him with this pick. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be the dominant receiver on a team that's going to run you know, run the ball first, but the passing game is just going to be all through him. So A.J. Brown, that's my wide receiver one, baby. Let's go. Uh, you, you, you know, as him being my ride or die, I, I love that pick <laughs> for sure. Amari Cooper goes off the board 310. Allen Robinson 311. Mark mm. Ingram three twelve. Oh, you were looking at him on the way back. Yeah, David Johnson definitely. goes at the four one. Melvin Gordon four two. David Montgomery Ooh. four three. So, Dang, so Greg, bro. what do you got, man? <laughs> oh man. So I mean, I was yeah going to try to look to do David Johnson or even David Montgomery as a uh, you know as a RB three as or put in my flex position. Uh, one of the flexes. Um, but both those guys are down, so now I'm looking like I, at a new kind of tier almost. Um, so I'm looking at wide receiver, and <clears throat> I think just for the guys here, uh, I'm gonna shift towards back that because David Johnson and David Montgomery are both off the board. I'm gonna go, you know, the best one of the best players in football, just talent wise and everything. Odell Beckham as my Oof. wide receiver too. Okay. Yes, sir. I, yo, I like that, man. That's that's planting your flag right now, man, because Odell yeah. Beckham obviously had had the bad year last year. Um, people are are concerned that he might not be able to uh to bounce to bounce back in this in this offense with with a uh <clears throat> with with Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski coming in. So I I really like that a lot. Um so for me here, I'm actually really happy because I, so again, DJ Moore, he's a guy I have in this tier. 
Uh, but I don't really need the wide receiver position. I got Julio. I got Adam Thielen. That's not really yep. a need for me. Yep. What I need right now is a second running back behind Woo. Alvin Kamara. So I got to pull the trigger on my breakout running back, Jonathan Taylor, here in round four. Um, his ADP is creeping up a little bit. Um, so, I, you know, I know I have to pull the trigger here and, and grab him now before before I, I miss out on him. Yeah, so, absolutely. He's a guy um, that's, you know, making noise in camp with Michael Pittman Jr., freaking nature. I still, every day, I, I vision that meme, man. That that, that dude is <laughs> huge, yo. He's a linebacker. <laughs> so, let's yeah, good pick. So, uh, let's just run through our rosters really quick. I've got Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Greg, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, Odell Beckham. Um, do you feel really, really confident about those first four picks that you have right there? Yeah, I'm very happy with those picks. Um, I think, you know, just as far as uh, versatile backs, I think I have a, a good floor because both of my backs are, are PPR backs. Um, so, you know, they'll be have uh, impact there, even in, you know, not game strip uh, dependent, um, as far as being blown out and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, AJ Brown leading me. I think he's going to be leading me to chips, honestly. So and him and Odell, uh, Odell would have bounced back. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm confident as well. You know, honestly, I would hate if my draft went like this to have to go back to back receivers in rounds two, round three. But you know, you have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to adapt. And, yep. You know, we're gonna find we're gonna find the value. So um, to me, right now. I need to add more 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 horses to the stable at the running back position. So uh, a guy who is my sleeper, uh, I've actually recently moved him up the, the rankings like I talked about. Uh, that's Ronald Jones, man. So um, going Ronald Jones here. So to add him as a running back to my mm-hmm. stable. Um, just to give you the picks that went before that: DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Devin Singletary, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, and then I took Ronald Jones at the 5-6. The next pick after that is DJ Shark, 5-7. Next pick after that, T.Y. Hilton. And now Greg is back on the clock. I feel like I know what he's going to do, Greg. But So go go ahead. Tell tell the people what, you, what you're about to do. It might, be, might, might get a little scary here, but go ahead. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, looking at this right now, uh, I am liking, you know, the – the fact that you know, I think running back depth is a is a premium in this in this draft and just in, in drafts in general. Uh, but I am in the ninth pick, so I can get someone a running back back on the turn. So I think I'm gonna go to the wide receivers because I see that one man, Scary Terry. You already know, so I'm gonna take oh, Scary yeah. Terry to just really just you know solidify my receiving core, and I'm I'm honestly very happy with going you know running back for the, the rest of the way, honestly. Yeah, so the biggest thing, and I know Greg, I know you were thinking it, but our listeners have to get into the into the habit of, of thinking it as well, is that you knew you were going to get a running back on the way back because right. the teams behind you, uh, the teams that picking at ten and eleven, they each only have one wide receiver, um, and so their their next two of one of their next two picks, if not two of their next two picks, could potentially be wide receiver here. Right. So. Let's see what happens here. Kareem Hunt goes 5'10". Um, Hollywood Brown goes 5'11". At 5'12", we get Kyler Murray. Okay. 6'1", we get Stephon Diggs. 6'2", DeAndre Swift. 
and six three we get Russell Wilson. So perfect. Greg, what do you what are you thinking here? Yeah, perfect. That's that's the plan I wanted to do. Um, so now I'm, I'm gonna swing back to the running backs, and uh, I think this tier he's a he's a, a good sleeper. I think he's a popular sleeper uh, and a, a running back sleeper for me. Jordan Howard, uh, just a guy that he's he's gonna get the carries. You talk about how, the number of pace he was on last year, and if he's healthy for the Miami uh, Dolphins. Matt Breida taking wide receiver snaps. This this role is his, and it's defined, especially at the goal line. So I'm take Jordan Howard. I like that pick a lot, man. Jordan Howard is definitely a guy that I think we might be higher on than most, but that's absolutely fine because he's a guy that, like you said, is going to plug away 250 touches or 250 carries at a minimum, and 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 be a useful workhorse for your team. Um, so we saw Darren Waller go off the board six five. Um, we see AJ Green six six. Um, so for me right here, so I'm just looking at the board. I'm trying to find some value, trying to trying to get out of here with some value. And so this is a guy I could go in. So I've got three running backs. I've got two wide receivers. Uh, the, the running back that I would have liked to have taken here in this spot would have been a guy like a Jordan Howard. Uh, but Greg went ahead and took him. So... Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna do something a little. I'm gonna do something a little unconventional in terms of what I would normally do. Okay. But I I like the value here. It adds up in my in in my rankings and in in, in where I'm at. Um, you know, I usually subscribe to going quarterback late. Uh, yeah, I see. It. I see it. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is just yeah. he's my number three quarterback, and he's just sitting here in round six. Um, it's not something I typically do, but this is the way the board is falling. Uh, typically around. Um, because I had to go running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then running back, running back, um, and then guys like Jordan Howard come off the board, uh, DeAndre Swift comes off the board, uh, David Montgomery, you know, he's not here for me to, to lean on. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick to the value and I'm going I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson here. I think that's just taking yeah, the best player on the board, honestly. The best player uh, as far as, you know, any position. Deshaun is is a great pick, Superman. Yeah, man. So the next pick right here, Cortland Sutton, who was definitely in consideration for that pick. Uh, Cam Akers, also in consideration as well. Uh, but the way my backfield was constructed, I need I need more surefire uh, picks or surefire guys that are going to have locked in roles. Michael Gallup goes off the board 6'10". Rob Gronkowski goes 6'11". Dak Prescott ends up going 6'12". Marlon Mack, 7'1". Julian Edelman, 7-2. Matt Ryan, 7-3. Devontae Parker, 7-4. Brandon Cooks goes off the board, 7-5. And this is what I was hoping would happen, Greg. Because mm. you know, I think you know what I'm going to do. I'm, yo, if, if you, if you know, sometimes if you need that boost in your lineup, you need a stack, right? That's so true. So I just got Deshaun Watson at 6-7. I'm gonna go go ahead and take Will Fuller Ooh. at seven at seven seven oh, six. Oh man! So okay, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, uh, J.K. Dobbins goes seven seven. Debo Samuel goes seven eight. So, Greg, what are you doing here at seven nine? Uh, I'm at seven nine. I you know I got my two RBs. I, I'm pretty balanced as far as the ratio. Three RBs, three running backs. Um, just looking at the board for running backs, I think I can wait to turn and maybe get the ones that I'm interested in, uh, later. Um, so 
Right now, it's like Matt Breida, James White, Philip Lindsay. Uh, I have a couple of PPR backs. I also have James, I mean, Jordan Howard. Uh, so I think I'm a go receiver here. And I'm looking at a lot of guys, but I think I'm he's, he's gaining steam and he's gaining momentum. And I think I'm going to have to take him here before he, he, he leaves. So I'm, I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. I'm going to go. I knew it. Yeah, I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. He's he's climbing the, the board as far as, you know, snaps. And this number two receiver in this Big Ben offense, I'm buying it all day. Yeah, man, I like that pick a lot, man. Uh, he's one of the guys I've been getting a lot just because of how late he's been going. But, um, yeah, he's a great value there. Uh, Jarvis Landry goes off the board, then Tyler Boyd. Uh, then Evan Ingram, then James White, then Philip Lindsay, and now Matt Breida. So Greg, you couldn't get your handcuff for Jordan Howard. What are you doing now? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely just going for a guy that you know is considered maybe a handcuff or considered just uh, just an all around good back uh, every year. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Latavius Murray to shore up that running back debt, uh, and also so, just so Greg. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Snipe, snipe my handcuff. I just, yeah, I just realized what I did, though, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. He's just, a, you know, he's just a guy that has standalone value, too. So I think, you know, Latavius Murray is a guy you really have to, if you do have McCormar, I'm telling you, those people that get him, you got to go high for Latavius Murray. That's what's really what it comes down to. People are so taking because him Greg, sn- Greg snipes me here, takes Latavius Murray right out of my grasp. Um, I'm I'm looking at the running back position because you know I I went back to back Deshaun Watson Will Fuller um, I only have three running backs and if you know me that's that's never that's not nearly enough for me so um, definitely gonna have to attack this running back position but you know what never gonna reach for a guy right like everything has to be full circle mm-hmm. everything has to, the value always has to match up so a guy that we talked about leading up into this show his ADP is you know. Not moving that much. Uh, I'm going with Zach Moss here, man. Yeah, man, I love that. That's a guy who you know is gonna maybe doesn't have a role right now. He could have one out the gate, but um, you know that's a, definitely going to be a situation that we're going to monitor. But I think you know I have him in my my top 36. That makes him RB three, and I think he can definitely the upside is definitely higher. So the next few picks after that: Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Carry uh, On Johnson. Um, Tevin Coleman, Alexander Madison, Sony Michelle, Marvin Jones Jr., Miko Hardman, C.D. Lamb, Hunter Henry. So it comes back to me again. Um, now I'm going to go with the guy that we did talk about before the show. Um, a guy who was being who was seen as very impressive, um, but you know recently suffered an injury. Um, but you know, hopefully it's, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing major, which, you know, that was some of the news that came out. Um, but if he's healthy, this could be a steal. Uh, I'm going with Daryl Henderson here at the nine, six, mm-hmm. um, nine, seven, Emmanuel Sanders, nine, eight. Whoa. San Fran defense. That's crazy. <laughs> are we drafting defenses? Uh, we are. I, oh, I see we are. Yeah, yeah. We are <laughs> drafting. All right. I'm not, dra- I'm not drafting one. <laughs> <laughs> there is going to be definitely. I think that is a, a good real life move. Oh, though. People are going to take defenses. Oh, yeah, no. no, people are actually going to. No, I, I, I got you. People are actually going to take <laughs> defenses. Uh, hopefully you're listening to us. You're not going to be one of those people um, that take a defense in round nine. Please don't do it. Yeah, um, don't do it. 
<laughs> Greg, you are up the nine nine. What do you got, man? What do you What are you thinking here? Uh, so I'm at the ninth round. Um, I just looking at some receiver names. Uh, looking a little tough now as far as you know that that beginning of the the ninth round really killed me because Marvin Jones, McColl, and C.D. Lamb went. Those are three guys I would have been willing to take easily at this spot right here. Um, but I'm going to go and reach a little bit just to solidify my handcuff. And I'm going to take Justin Jackson um, just to shore up that and make sure I have him and I can get receiver when in the swing back. Yeah, I mean, you got to draft to your style. Greg is very risk averse. I, I like to take on a little bit more risk. I have adopted from Greg my ability to, to, to pull back off the risk a little bit. Um, but Greg is all about about getting his handcuffs. Um, and so Justin Jackson, I think he's somebody that he's, he's a hundred carries is totally in the range of outcomes for Justin Jackson. Yep. Um, you know, Joshua Kelly has been impressive, but, uh, apparently Justin Jackson still working as that number two back behind Austin Eckler. Um, so after those picks, we had Carson Wentz, Hayden Hurst, Matt Stafford, all the Ravens defense, Jared Cook, and now Antonio Gibson. So Greg, what do you, what do you got here, man? What are you thinking? So I was going to go receiver, uh, pretty sure. But uh, looking at, you know, that, that tight end spot, uh, I'm, I'm very high on him. He's, he's my breakout for this year. I got to go Noah fan. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Round 10, I think that's good value. Uh, so I'm buying that. Yeah, man, that's great value. I mean, he's going. He's someone that's going around nine right now. Um, and so to get your breakout Noah fan in round 10, like that's, that's great value. And the guys, again, uh, listeners just like – around this time like like adp goes out the window almost yep. like it doesn't really matter yep um you know just grab grab your guys so um the next picks after that tyler higby went Keyshawn vaughn went so me i'm looking at this receiver position again and this is a guy that you know we we talked about him in passing i know we talked about him before the show um but you know he's got that that jet stink on him because uh, <laughs> he plays for the new york jets but this is a guy who's going to be locked in for 80 to 90 catches. Uh, so if you play in a half-point PPR league or a full-point PPR league, he brings back a ton of value. I'm bring, I'm, t- I'm talking about Jamison Crowder. Yes, sir. So, uh, add him in to be my, my number four wide receiver. So, you know, if Will Fuller does go down or, you know, maybe we start seeing some inconsistent weeks, you know, he's he's somebody I can plug and play. Or if my running back situation uh, isn't isn't sorted out, he's a, he can be a, a, weekly flex, a weekly floor flex play for me as well. So, um, oh, ooh, Greg, man. I know that one hurt. Oh, I know that man. One hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, um, that so one Greg really and I hurt. Are, are re- <laughs> reacting to, to Daniel Jones <laughs> going off the board as the 10 8. Uh, maybe you could get a trade because this quarterback, t- this team took Josh Allen at 8. Word, eight, like, what's up? Like, what's Jones up with this team? Like, come on. <laughs> um, Tony Pollard goes. Then Darius Slayton. Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. and now the Buffalo Bills defense. So, wow, I've had two defenses go before my pick and a quarterback this as is well. Nice. So, this is it's nice for me right now yeah. looking at this board. Um, again, another guy who, you know, the we talk about the Patriots backfield and we talk about how we want to stay away from from 
you know, from that backfield. But right now, there's only one really healthy guy um, who can be that early down back. And I'm talking about Damian Harris. Um, he's a guy who, you know, third round pick out of Alabama last year. Uh, when, they, when they took him in the third round, people were kind of like, why'd they go ahead and do that? Um, but, you know, maybe it had to do with Sony, the fact that Sony Michelle has not been healthy. He is not healthy right now. He's on the PUP. Uh, word is that he might be out. He might miss the first six games. Uh, Lamar Miller, who was signed, also ended up on the PUP. So uh, there's a possibility. He's he's banged up. And words are he was explosive uh, in training camp. He's, you know, he's he's been looking good. Uh, so at this point in the draft, round round eleven, I'm just I'm just taking a shot on a guy who could potentially be uh, the starting running back for one of the one of the top offenses in the league, uh, led by Cam Newton. So Damian Harris, that's my pick here. I like that. I like that. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely someone that I a guy that you know a lot of not a lot of people are looking like and looking at. So I think if you get him, you'll have a, a edge for sure um, in that backfield. Yeah, um, the next pick was Sterling Shepard. Next pick after that, Jalen mm. Rager. Oof. Mm. So, Greg, what are you what are you looking at, man? I, I know you, you know you don't have a quarterback. Let's just I run through your roster really quick. I have quick. a quarterback right now, but there's still a couple of names that I still would be fine waiting for. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely you are gonna... the. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna wait, maybe grab one on that turn. So I'm, I'm gonna focus on receiver right now, and mm-hmm. you know. Giants receiver just went off the board, but I think the one that's going to stand out a little bit to begin with and has been standing out so far on campus is Golden Tate. So uh, I'm leaning mm. towards him and being a guy that's going to be very reliable for, for Danny Dimes in, in the middle of the field and in the red zone. Yeah, man, I like that one a lot as well. He's he's a guy, um, you know, going to be going to going to you know what you're going to get from Golden Tate. Like, right. you're not, you know, maybe he doesn't have the upside that maybe a, a Sterling Shepard or a Darius Slayton may have. But you know what you're getting from him. Uh, so I, I like that pick a lot as well. And the other thing, back to the quarterback thing, is you were the only team that doesn't have a quarterback. So, you know, oh. if you're in that position in your draft. like Word. That's nice. If, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of nice to be that person in the draft because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it teams kind of know that there's, that you, you can, that, you know, you're maybe looking at quarterbacks, but you also know that teams aren't desperate to pick them. Right, so, right. It kind of gives you an advantage picking in the draft. So um, the next few picks were the New England Patriots defense, Adrian Peterson, Austin Hooper, Justin Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins. So, Greg, you're back on the board now. Uh, you've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, Deontay Johnson, Latavius Murray, Justin Jackson, Noah Fant, and Golden Tate. What are you doing here at 12-4? Got to go quarterback, and the two names I'm looking at is uh, Big Ben versus Cam Newton right now. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, like it's really close for me as far as who, which one I'm gonna take. But I'm gonna go with just you know superstar value, and just I think Cam is gonna be that guy. I'm gonna go with Cam to be the quarterback to to lead my team. Uh, I got a lot of a lot of rushing going on here now. I, I, I like where I'm at. Yeah, man. I mean, so. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the guys at Belly Up uh, Fantasy they they asked me to come on for a live stream, and and so they asked me who my league my league winner was. Uh, Big Ben ends up being the next pick yep. off the board, um, and then Baker Mayfield. So they asked me who my league winner was for the 2020 season, and and so my my answer to them was Cam Newton, um, because when you talk about 
you know, Lamar Jackson last year and what he provided at the quarterback position and the year before Patrick Mahomes and what he provided at the quarterback position, uh, those guys were on a lot of championship teams and they were on championship teams for one reason, one reason only, the price. Mm -hmm. You were paying, you were getting Lamar Jackson in the 15th round. Uh, You were getting uh, the year before Patrick Mahomes in the 15th round. And so you built this this superstar squad between rounds one and 14 and you were able to get a quarterback that ended up being the number one quarterback in fantasy at the end of the year. And I think that's definitely in the range of outcomes for Cam Newton to be the number one quarterback. I'm not saying he will, but to get him this late in round 12 yeah. and to add that to your roster, I think that's, that's all, that's all worth it right there. Um, so for me, I'm sitting here, I've got Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Jonathan Taylor, Ronald Jones, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Zach Moss, uh, Daryl Henderson, Jamison Crowder, Damian Harris. And so for me, I'm looking again at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, there there are guys at the running back position that intrigue me, like Boston Scott. He's super intriguing here at this point. Um, but, you know, what? I don't think that I, I really need a guy like a Boston Scott right now. What I do need is some extra juice. Um, in my flex, you know, maybe a potential breakout receiver here, a guy that I've been high on, um, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Mm. I like that. Actually, we might pivot a little bit. Oh, okay. A little, little late-minute We're shift. a little pivot because uh-huh. we talked about this guy beforehand, and I've got him ranked higher in my rankings than Brandon Ayuk. And similar tier, but higher in the rankings. So... Michael Pittman Jr. Dag, love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> this is a, a guy I talk about, you know, could be a league winner. I think Michael Pittman Jr. I think is a, a favorite of mine on that list. Um, talk about, yeah, get a guy round 12. Yep. And and can be a number one receiver on a, a Colts team that, you know, is going to pass the ball because Philip Rivers is there. Yeah, I mean, you told, we're both not high on T.Y. Hilton. So, like we say, like, you often have to – if you're not high on somebody – then you've got to be, if you're not high on a player like T.Y. Hilton, then you've got to be higher on somebody else on his own team then. Yep. Um, And, you know, that's just, it's just those targets have to be distributed somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They didn't just just disappear. So um, Michael Pittman's that guy. And would you look at that? I get both my guys here. (laughs) I get Brandon Ayuk here as well. So I'm going to pull the trigger here. So Mm, Brandon Ayuk. That receiver depth is looking real nice right now. Yeah, man. I mean, your running back depth is looking real nice. Maybe we can make some trades at the yeah, end. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Gusecki. Uh, my breakout tight end goes off the board 13-7. Boston Scott mm. goes 13-8. I know Greg was looking at that one. Yeah, right there. yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Greg, what are you what are you doing here, man? Uh, I think uh, I'm going to go again with a little bit of safety here because, you know, he's on the board. He's there. Um I invested a lot in that running back, so I'm going to go DeAndre Washington to solidify now my backfield, anything going wrong or anything. Just, you know, also DeAndre Washington does have some standalone volume as well. Uh, just, you know, could be a wide receiver. I mean, running back, you know, four or five, just or maybe a flex week in a good matchup. So I like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the word on a, the word out of camp, however, has been that Daryl Williams has been getting some run with the mm. first team as well. So uh, he was, you know, 
uh, another, you know, he was a little confusing for players last year for fantasy owners, uh, fantasy managers last year with with uh, Daryl Williams, you know, uh, and and Damian Williams. You didn't know which Williams you were getting, but um, yeah, he's somebody that's been getting some run with the first team. Um, so definitely a name to watch as well. But you know, we've had some kickers go off the board. Uh, the next few picks were Harrison Bucker. Alshon Jeffrey, Nikhil Harry, Robbie Anderson, Bryce Love, Alan Lazard. Greg, what are you looking at here? I think here I do have a a lot of consistency. I do have some boom with A.J. Brown and and, and Scary Terry, a receiver, but I think I want a little extra juice uh, just in case these air yards actually turn out to something this year. I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, I think he can give me some boom and just uh, some good value in, in bye weeks and if anyone goes down. Uh, I like the receiver depth I'm at now for sure. Yeah, man, I like that one a lot. Curtis Samuel, somebody that I'm I'm higher on than I think a lot of other people are. Um, you know, people are scared off by Robbie Anderson. I think we know who Robbie Anderson is as as a player. He's he's a deep threat. Um, not nothing more, nothing less. Um, but Curtis Samuel, he's a versatile weapon. I think he can be a lot of things. So uh, I, I'm really high on him this year. And so now. We come to the tight end position. Yep. I haven't taken one yet. Uh, you know, a bunch of tight ends have gone off the board. At least, at least twelve tight ends, maybe, maybe even more, have gone off the board at this oh, point. Yeah. I, already, um, I should just draft for you. I already know. <laughs> yeah, you know, already know. It's my ride or die. Chris Herndon here. That's my guy right there. So I, I've got to pull the trigger. I've got him as my tight end. I think I've actually he was my tight end ten. I might have moved him up recently. Um, after making some changes, but he's definitely my 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 top ten for sure. Um, but yeah, I I get Chris Herndon here. So the next pick after that, Duke Johnson, Joe Burrow, whew, Blake Jarwin goes fourteen ten, fourteen eleven. T.J. Hawkinson, yeah. Johnu Smith is the fourteen twelve. Greg Zerline fifteen one. Will Lutz fifteen two. Uh, Denver Broncos go off the board 15-3. Robbie Gold 15-4. LaShawn McCoy is the 15-5. Again, I'm not drafting a kicker defense. Um, You know, they were left in here by accident. So, um, not going to draft one of those guys. And typically, unless my league requires me to draft one, I I never do. So, um, definitely know the league settings that you're in. But um, I'm definitely not gonna draft one unless I unless I absolutely have to. So the position, the guy I'm going here with, I'm going with here is a guy that's made a ton of noise in camp. Um, you know, I, I need some more running backs because I'm not entirely in love with the with all the depth that I have. I mean, I have Alvin Kamara, obviously, who I'm super confident in. Uh, Ronald Jones is somebody I think will get a, a you know he'll he'll lead that that Tampa Bay backfield in touches. Um, Jonathan Taylor is somebody who you know I, I'm confident in. Obviously, how his year is going to end, I just don't know how it's going to start. Um, so I, I just kind of want to shore up this this running back depth because you know I, I want to get as many guys as I can in the stable. So for me, I'm going to go with the guy that's making been making a lot of noise in Niners camp. Um, hasn't played ball in two years, but Reports are he's he's looks healthy. He looks like his old self. I'm talking about Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fifteen fifteen six. I think it's worth the shot here. So I'm I'm gonna. That's where I'm pulling the trigger. Um, next pick was Tampa Bay Bucks defense. 
uh, Zane Gonzalez. Greg, what do you got, man, at, at 15-9? Uh, just, you know, for the sake of, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take a defense kicker as well. Just, you know, we could talk about more of these late-round sleepers and, and value picks, I think. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to try to look at running back, I you know, and take a – these are what the, all the lottery picks are being made right here. Um, I think I got a couple guys starred, but I'm, I'm gonna go just in case you talk about how I'm down. If you're down on a player, you might be higher than another. Uh, and I'm down on James Conner, so I'm gonna take Anthony McFarlane here, uh, in round 15. Uh, running back, I think you know he could have some value, especially if I believe you know James Conner is going to be down this year. He, you know, he could take that, that number two role over Benny Snow to start and maybe have more of a role. Yeah, man, I like that one a lot. I mean, at this point in the draft, we're looking for for the highest upside picks that we can make, right? Because most of the times, the, these these positions right here, the players that you draft here, you you might end up cutting them. They might not even make it to your roster for for week one. So, um, you know, we made we we came away very very uh, with a very valuable lottery ticket a couple years ago, which you reminded me of. I completely forgot about it, but we had our draft. Um, you know, for, for a league that we co-own, um, we refer to it as Siemens B, but, um, (laughs) we drafted Kareem Hunt in round 15 of that draft. And it was a, he was the rookie running back for the Kansas city chiefs at the time. And a week later, Spencer Ware tears his ACL and we ended up with, with running back gold because of that. Um, you know, obviously you never root for injuries, never want a guy to get hurt, but it's just the nature of the game, especially the, the running back position is the nature of the position. So we were able to get a guy like Kareem Hunt at that point in the draft. So it, it happens more often than you think. Devin Singletary was a guy like that last year where you could get him in round, round 10, round 13. Um, and then Shady McCoy goes out and gets cut before the season starts. So these things happen all the time. Um, you know, just kind of do your research, come up with guys that maybe you don't think are going to make their rosters or, um, you know, guys that you might be able to, to, um, or, you know, you know, like Greg did an Anthony McFarland where he, he doesn't believe in, in James Conner's ability to stay healthy. And I, I don't know why you would, because he hasn't done it. So I like that pick a lot, Greg. So Greg, 16, four, this is the last uh, pick of the yep. draft. Yep. Yep. Who are you taking home with you? Uh, so I was definitely looking receiver here. Um, I think just looking at the names that I'm I'm looking at honestly are either guys that are getting noise out of camp, Kendrick Bourne, Chase Claypool, and uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. You, you talk about him, you know. These guys, uh, I do have Dante Johnson already, so I think I'm a you know. Lock up Chase Claypool, and I'm gonna lock up whoever is getting going to get that number two. Uh, ben is, you know, wanting to throw to Chase Claypool in camp. Uh, there's reports of that. Um, he, you know, you see, he wants to get opportunity with him and get some reps with him because he's gonna have a role this year. Yeah, I like that. That's again, that's that's trying to hit a home run right there. Uh, we obviously know Chase Claypool, the prospect. Um, you know, six four, two hundred and thirty pounds, uh, ran four four. Um, you know, there that's a guy right there. Ooh, I just got sniped. Um mm. that's a guy right there that can definitely make plays in the pass game. So um yeah, I was gonna take Brashad Perriman, but he ended up going fifty uh, sixteen five. 
Matt Prater goes 16-6. So now I'm sitting here looking um, who's a guy that I, I potentially want to take. Um, and so I think there's two guys that come to mind for me here. Um, we talk about lottery tickets. Um, I'm talking about lottery tickets at the receiver position right now. Uh, there's two guys that come to mind. First guy that comes to mind is Miles Boykin, um, wide receiver for the for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people. He was a height, weight, speed guy. You know, six six four, uh, two hundred and uh, two hundred and ten, two hundred fifteen pounds. Ran four four at the NFL Combine. Um, thirty five or thirty six plus inch vertical jump. Um, he's with Lamar Jackson, who is is the QB one on the year. Uh, obviously they play in an offense where uh, might not be able to throw the ball as much. Um, but he's here. Another guy that's here as well, Greg, I know he's somebody that you, you've always been in love with um, as, as a fantasy player, as an asset that is Josh, Josh Reynolds as well. Yep. Um, you know, if the Rams do stick to this 11 personnel, uh, then he's, he's got a role here as the, as the, as the number three receiver. Um, and then there's actually a third guy here who's just sitting here, Paris Campbell, who let's say I get this Michael I, I get this Michael Pittman thing wrong, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman Jr. thing wrong, um, and Paris Campbell is the guy. You know he's a, he's a year two guy. Um, he's he's got wheels on him four three one. Um, you know he's he's used a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, a bit of a safer role, but. Um, you know, maybe I like if I have this thing wrong with with a Michael Pittman Jr. or a Paris Campbell or with a Michael Pittman Jr., then I can easily go Paris Campbell and kind of get that role locked up. But I think I'm going to diversify here a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with my with Miles Boykin. Uh, he's just somebody for some reason I'm, I'm gravitating towards more and more. Um, I think there's targets available. Uh, Willie Sneed, you know, he's not really a guy that's exciting. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going Miles Boykin. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you you hit on there's definitely have to be targets in this offense, this run dominant offense. But you you know they they only had two basically pass catchers last year, and Marquise Brown was pretty much hurt for half of that year or most of the year. So uh, yeah, it's definitely targets there. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll I'll just run through I'll run through my roster, Greg, and then you can run through yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones. Adam Thielen, Jonathan Taylor, Ronald Jones, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Zach Moss, Daryl Henderson, Jamison Crowder, Damian Harris, Michael Pittman Jr., Brandon Ayuk, Chris Herndon, Jarek McKinnon, and Miles Boykin. Like it, like it. You know, for me, Clyde as RB1 first, then Austin Eckler, then I got grabbed AJ Brown, uh, Odell after that, then t- Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jordan Howard, Deontay Johnson. Latavius Murray uh, with the snipe action, Justin Ac- Justin Jackson, uh, and then Noah Fant, um, and then Golden Tate, receiver, Cam Newton to solidify my quarterback, DeAndre Washington to hold it down on the back uh, for Clyde and Curtis Samuel, and then last two picks, Anthony McFarlane and Chase Claypool. Yeah, man, I, I really like both of our drafts. I yeah, can we I keep like these the teams? Like, we... like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I like this, the uh, the strategies that we had. Um, you know, one of the biggest things, I know we, we were talking about it a little bit, was you, if you're picking, you, like, if you have a selection to make, like Greg, he's picking at the end. He was picking near the end of the draft. Um, it's harder to do it if you're in the middle because you're just kind of looking at 
excuse me about about uh, every team, but you know Greg he can make a pick, um like you know from the nine spot Greg you can make a pick depending on what the two teams after you could potentially do, right? Um and so looking at who's on their roster, uh, what positions have they attacked, um you know maybe if you play in a league where you know me and Greg we we play. In, like we have our lead of extraordinary people draft coming up, but we don't even know our draft slots. But if I pick, if I'm picking one spot ahead of Greg, or Greg's picking one spot ahead of me, like I know what players Greg likes, I know who he might take, I know how he's thinking. Obviously, we we host this podcast together, so um, you know I may, you know, you may know who your league mates are or more in, inclined to take than, than who they're not. Yeah, definitely, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, that's all we got for the mock draft. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, you know, definitely gonna have to put a poll up and see who who whose team was better. Oh yeah, I'm already um, sending this link to <laughs> to whatever I need. I need to, to share the draft board definitely on the on the pages. Oh yeah, so we're definitely gonna get this poll up. Let us know who had the better draft, uh, whether whether Greg or myself. Um, it's okay if you pick me. It's 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 not gonna hurt Greg's feelings. <laughs> um, but you know, next week, Greg, we have coming up. Uh, we're gonna do some some season long manager tips, uh, as well as a, a show that we thought would would be beneficial as a as a thought exercise for not just for us but for you as listeners. Uh, the what could go wrong, what could go right episode. All right, so you know we're gonna take guys that maybe we're higher on. And, and we're going to, you know, because we always think that we're right. You know, we think that we know everything. Um, but there's two sides to every story, right? Um, so we're, we're going to look at it and, uh, through the lens of maybe some guys that we don't like and try to see, okay, well, what could go right for them to end up as one of the top guys in fantasy? And, you know, we're going to look at the vice versa, guys that we're higher on and say, okay, well, what could go wrong for them to, to maybe not bring back value in, in fantasy? Um, so we think that that's a really that's going to be really fun and it's going to be uh, a really good exercise for us to go through. So, Greg, I know you're excited about that one. Yeah, for sure. I'm hype. I'm hype about, you know, uh, I've been hyped since, you know, the start of the camp camp week is a lot of good things, a lot of good advice uh, coming soon. Yeah. So, um, again, if you guys if you if you like what we're doing, we just please ask you to just. Uh, please subscribe or follow the podcast wherever wherever it is that you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcast or Stitcher, then just go ahead. Please go ahead, uh, write us a review. Uh, it helps a long. It goes a long way to helping us out. And again, it's absolutely free. It does not cost you anything to do that. Um, or you could also just leave us the five stars because that obviously also helps as well. Uh, and then just make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Make sure you you keep up with everything ha- uh, everything that has to do with the hashtag DX Tribe, and uh, also make sure you're following Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then again, you can follow me on both platforms at Jr Football Nerd. And once again, thank you for listening. And as always, we are out. We are.